Welcome to the Message Podcast from Church of the Nazarene. We invite you to subscribe for updates and new episodes. You can find us on most major podcast outlets. Visit cotnaz.org for more info. Our worship services stream weekly on Sundays at 9 a.m. on YouTube. You can also find our live stream at cotnaz.org. Our in-person service times are 9 and 10.30 a.m. We have a campus near Harrisonburg at 1871 Boyers Road. We also have a campus in East Rockingham at 414 Southeast Side Highway in Elkton. In addition, our Spanish-speaking campus meets on Sundays at 11.45 a.m. at that same 1871 Boyers Road location. Check out our website, cotnas.org, for more info. Hey, I want to um, begin with a story today about Isaac. Uh, most of you in this room have never met him, and you may not, but Isaac is a part of your church. Isaac's a part of your church because he lives in Elkton, Virginia. <laughs> For much of his life, his story was a hard story. Um, he battled addiction, among other things, that left him feeling hopeless and afraid um, and all alone. In September of last year, he received a personal invitation. Someone invited him to attend the East Rock campus of our church there in Elkton, Virginia. And on his first Sunday, he walked in the rain all the way there. He doesn't have a driver's license. He doesn't have a vehicle. He didn't have any way to get there, but he walked in the rain to get to church. And he found hope and community and a place where people loved him and helped him on his journey, his hard journey towards sobriety. On his hardest days, uh, he says, nothing is going to keep me from being part of my church. Nothing's going to keep me from my Jesus. I tell you about Isaac today because he's one life being changed, one life being transformed because of God's faithfulness and your obedience. Today is Vision Sunday. You can see on the screen, welcome. We're so excited that you joined us today. Uh, today, across all our campuses, as one church, here in Harrisonburg, at, at East Rock, at Esperanza Viva, we are, we're casting vision. We're sharing exciting news about a next step that God has for us. Uh, and as we begin today, I want to begin in John chapter 17. So I'm going to invite you, would you turn there with me today? John chapter 17. If you uh, use the Version Bible app, we have an event set up there. You can follow along. Uh, but we're going to be in John 17, and, and uh, what I love about John 17, the reason it's so important to us, it's the words of Jesus, but not just the words of Jesus, the prayers of Jesus. We get to hear Jesus pouring out his heart to the Father. And at this moment in time, as we read it, we know Jesus is, is just days away from going to the cross. He knows the end is near. And so we get, to, we get to see, we get to experience, we get to hear what is on his heart, what is on his mind as he prepares to go to the cross. And, and in these moments, Jesus prays for his disciples and not just for his disciples, but he prays for you and he prays for me. These are powerful words that I want to point us to today. We're going to start in verse 15 of John 17. Verse 15 of John 17. I have it on the screen behind me. If you don't have it in front of you, it says this. My prayer, this is Jesus praying to the Father. My prayer is not that you take them out of the world, but that you protect them from the evil one. 
There's an important distinction here, and I have it underlined here on the next slide, what Jesus is saying. Jesus prays not to take them out of the world. These are his disciples. These are those that have journeyed with him, that have been, had front row seats to the life and ministry of Jesus. As he prays for them specifically, he's going to pray for us in a minute, but he's praying for them specifically. He prays not to take them out of the world. Think about that. He could have prayed that God would rescue them from pain and torment and the hardships of this world. He could have prayed that way, but he didn't. He prayed, God, don't, don't take them out of the world. But then continue in verse 16. They are not of the world, even as I am not of it. Sanctify them by the truth. Your word is truth. And then look at what he prays in verse 18. As you sent me into the world, Father, as you sent me into the world, I've sent them into the world. For them I sanctify myself that they too may truly be sanctified. Jesus is praying, and as he prays, look at it again there in in verse 18, right? He prays that they would be sent into the world. So we have these two ideas. In verse 15, Jesus prays, oh God, don't take them out of the world. Verse 18, he prays, send them, send them into the world. They're not of the world. But don't, don't take them out of the world. God, send them into the world. Followers of Jesus are sent on mission into the world. That's Jesus' prayer. That's his prayer. In these final moments, he's pouring out his heart. And he's saying, oh God, send them into the world. Send them into a broken and hurting world. We, as believers, we don't get to choose to abandon a lost and hurting world. We are light. We are missionaries called on mission to go into the world. That's what Jesus prayed. As a church, we believe, we believe in obeying the Lord and trusting him. Time and time again, he's called us to step out in faith. And this morning, uh, whether you're brand new to our church, whether you've been uh, with us for many, many years, I want to take a minute and just reflect on the many, there's so many more things we could reflect on. So I'm picking a few, a few of the ways that we as a church have trusted the Lord, have obeyed him, have chosen to be obedient to his mission. There's a, a picture on the screen. This is 19... Uh, well, it's, it's 1999 is the picture on the screen behind me, you'll see. But back in 1995, members of this church were called to take a radical step, a radical step of faith and purchase the land that we're standing on today and build a building, the first stage of a building in 1999. That stage was complete and you can see it there on the screen. And in, there, there's people in the room today that were part of that. There's people in the room that sacrificed and had the faith to believe something that many maybe couldn't see or couldn't believe was possible. They had the faith to believe that it was possible. And in those moments, God was faithful. God was faithful. There's other stories. There's stories of, I don't have this picture on the screen, but the story of Kids Harbor that, that soon after this initial building was planted, we, we had a heart to, to reach out to families in our community. And so we, we obeyed again. We took a step of faith again. We trusted the Lord again. And we opened up a, a child care center where now every week over 160 children come, birth up through middle school. We get to bring hope to people in our community. For 20 plus years now, Kids Harbor has served faithfully. And again, we can say God was faithful. God was faithful. 
picture on the screen behind me is several years later, uh, as this building was expanded, as people continued to step out in faith, uh, there was a vision to launch Hope Distributed. And that picture you see is one of the initial pantries that we had in, in this room, just steps away from where you're seated. Off to the side here, we just had a vision for feeding people any way that we could. And so people began to come and, and the need began to outgrow this space. And so we, we had another space and it began to outgrow that space. So we built on it and it outgrew that. And so we, we began to build a, a new warehouse where today on this property, hundreds of people are served each and every week. Thousands in our community has been impacted. And again, we can say, God was faithful. God was faithful. In 2011, we stepped out and and launched a a remarkable life group ministry that to this day is making a difference in the lives of others. In 2017, Celebrate Recovery was birthed and launched where every week, every Monday night, people are experiencing the love and hope of Jesus journeying together in community. Again, we say, yes, God, you were faithful. All of this points to our mission. Our mission is this, that we are transformed by God to bring hope to others through Christ. That's our mission. We don't just put it on the wall, up on the lobby. We don't just put it up on the screen. Our mission statement, transformed by God to bring hope to others through Christ that mission is what impacts what we, that's why we do things that we have done. That's why we've trusted God in the past. And that's why we continue to trust him today, because we believe that he's called us to be transformed so that we can go, so that we can be sent on mission wherever he calls us to go here and far across the street. However, he calls us, we're going to take that step of obedience and we're going to trust him. It impacts everything we do. And it's the reason today that we are a multi-campus church. When we launched Esperanza Viva back in 2005, we sensed the Lord calling us as a church to reach beyond our demographic, to reach a demographic in our community that we couldn't reach in any other way. We made a decision 18 years ago that we were going to be a church that reached across cultural barriers, that reached across language barriers. We were going to be on mission in our community and beyond. And on the screen is one of the first uh, big gatherings they had. I, I believe this is in early 2006. So shortly after launch, you can see some of the faces that gathered to celebrate the work that God was doing as this new work was launched. That, that's a picture then. The next picture is just two weeks ago in the lobby of our church uh, as 437 people, let me say that again, 437 people gathered for a celebration service in this room that extended out into the lobby after for, for a celebration. And on that day, through this campus of your church, 30 individuals made a decision for Jesus Christ. God is faithful, amen, we can celebrate that. God is faithful. There's a few pictures of some baptisms that happened uh, just, just recently on the screen and just a few of these faces. They're just a few of the stories, just a few of lives that are being transformed through your church, God's faithfulness and your obedience here through your church. Again, in 2020, the Lord called us to step out in faith. It wasn't the same act of obedience. It wasn't the same way that we've stepped out before. In fact, we really didn't know what we were getting into when we said yes. Because on February 2020, we cast vision. We believe the Lord was calling us 
to, to be a church that extended beyond one location. That was kind of weird and strange in our minds, but all we knew was the Lord was opening doors in Elkton, and we wanted to say yes. And so in February, we invited people to come and be a part. We, we still had a mortgage on this property, and, and just weeks away, days away from a pandemic that was shut down much of life that we knew it, we invited people to give, and we invited them to join in this vision, and we were blown away by God's faithfulness. You can see on the screen the, the parking lot where the East Rock campus gathers right now. Your church, your church gathered right now, having Vision Sunday right now in Elkton, Virginia. It's there. It's God's faithful. He's faithful. As Pastor Jared leads that congregation faithfully that they've grown to over 130 that gather week after week in average attendance God is moving. He's moving in Elkton, Virginia through God's faithfulness and your obedience because men and women were willing to say, hey, we'll do what you want us to do, God. Oh, there's a pandemic. Oh, we can't gather in person. Oh, we can't take a physical offering. That's okay, God. We'll trust you anyway. And look at what God is doing. Look at how faithful he is. There's a few pictures of a baptism we had there this summer where 11 people came forward to be baptized in the river. You can see Pastor Jared and Pastor Terry there. Uh, just a couple of the lives that are being transformed at your church there in East Rockingham. And I think we can applaud and say, yeah, God, you're faithful. Amen. Amen. And today we see God doing it again. We see God doing it again. Listen, this is a hard truth, but, but it's an important truth. For me, it's an important truth for us. Uh, statistics say this, 94% of churches, 94% of churches in America are losing ground compared to the growth rate in their communities. In other words, if you take 94% of the churches in America today, their, their community around them is growing at a higher rate than they are. <laughs> They're either not growing at all or what growth they do have is not even sustainable. It's not even equal with what's happening in their community. 94% of churches in America today aren't growing. And as a pastor, that breaks my heart. As a pastor, I, I look in the mirror and say, oh Lord, how, how can we as your church be faithful? It's a sobering reality, and it's why our mission, our mission calls us beyond our comfort zone. It calls us on mission to go into the world like Jesus prayed, right? That's why it's so important. We believe and we've experienced the fruit of planting new campuses. Planting new campuses is one way we accomplish our mission. It's not the only way, but it's one way that the Lord calls us to accomplish his mission. And so today, I'm excited and I'm expectant as I announced that we're beginning the journey of planting a new Spanish-speaking campus in the community of Waynesboro, Virginia. I wanna celebrate that, would you help me? Yeah, it's good news. It's exciting news. And listen, today, today you may have questions, and so we're gonna spend a few minutes uh, just talking about what this means. We want you to have information, but today is the beginning of a journey. And so if you were new and you walked in today, you either picked the weirdest day or the most exciting day. I think the most exciting day, but, but this is a little bit different for us. So just lean in with us and hear about what, what God's doing. Two questions I want to talk to you about that you might have on your mind as you showed up today. Why this? Why now? So, so that question, why, is so important. My, my six-year-old reminds me of that question all the time. She asks it all the time, right? So today, like my six-year-old daughter, you may be saying, why? Why this? 
And so I want to speak to that for just a minute. I've already shared that multi-campus ministry is fruitful. We're seeing fruit that God is doing in being one church in multiple locations, across language barriers, across cultural barriers, right? It's beautiful. It's not always easy. It requires faith, but man, it has been beautiful and it has been good. And so we want to be a part of seeing what God uh, can do through this next step. Uh, One of the best ways to reach unchurched people is to plant new churches, and in our case, new campuses. And look, as a pastor, I, I, I don't love that. I don't love that statistic because I want to believe that we can reach new people through old churches. And it's true, we can, but statistically, time and time again, Time and time again, new churches, new campuses reach new people. It brings new life and new avenues and new lifeboats into communities where people are lost and hopeless and desperately need hope. And so we want to be a part. We want to be part of planting a new campus and a new location to reach new people. You'll see a map behind me on the screen, and you may not be able to see it really well, but this represents Spanish-speaking churches from our denomination up and down the 81 corridor. And in fact, if you were to spread that map out east, it would have to go all the way to Richmond. Uh, It would go past Charlottesville without any dots. You'd have to go all the way to Richmond to find another Spanish-speaking congregation on our district. Uh, You you could see the big red dot there where Waynesboro is, and just north of it, that's where we are today. But what we've noticed is from our denomination, but then specifically in that community, there's the absence of Spanish-speaking churches. There's the absence of Spanish-speaking churches that proclaim the message of holiness, that, that believe that there's hope today, that are engaged in loving the community. And so we feel like the Lord is calling us. We feel like the harvest is plentiful and God is asking us to go. Why this? Why this? <laughs> There's a need. And God is using multi-campus ministry through our church to transform lives. And so we want to be a part and we want to be obedient. As we've learned in the past, God is faithful when we're obedient. And so we want to be obedient. The second question is, why now? Why, why today? Why, why now? What, what, why this? Yes, but then why now? Well, God is working. God is working in Waynesboro. Over a year ago, we planted a new life group in that community through Esperanza Viva, a Spanish-speaking life group that's been gathering uh, regularly in that community over the past year. And over the past year, uh, growth has been happening. You can see some of the pictures of the group gathering there, Uh, some of the pictures as they gather and do life and as they serve and bless the community. And over the past 12 months, God's been at work. God's been bringing new people into the group. God's been giving them favor in the community as they reach out. There's people that that are coming to know Jesus through that group. I I think of the story. I'll call her Martha today. Uh, Martha is one, and her story touched me because uh, as I was hearing her story, she shared about how much this group, this group has changed her life. For her, this this group is her church. And now her life is different over this past year. She's been growing in her relationship with God and she feels the love and the warmth of family, of community. It's people like her that are being touched through your church, your church there in that community. And her story is just one, one of many. And we see God doing work there in that community. But we also have seen God provide. I have a a picture of a beautiful couple on the screen behind me. Uh, faithful, uh, wonderful, godly people that I've gotten to know uh, just a little bit more over the last year. This is Walter and Maritza Cruz. 
Um, some of you have gotten to meet them. Uh, maybe to you, they're better known as Pastor Chris's parents. But Pastor Chris is our, our student ministry pastor, and he's been a part of our, our staff now for several years. But uh, God is providing because uh, this couple on the screen that you can see, uh, back in 2011, they were a part of planting a church in Fredericksburg. They told me their story. They literally, they literally had nothing but flyers, <laughs> papers. In our church, Church of Nazarene, our denomination said, hey, go plant a church. And, they, and God was faithful as they obeyed and trusted and did the hard work. And for 11 years, they pastored in that community. They're both ordained elders in the Church of the Nazarene. 2022, they began to feel released and, and felt like God had something else for them. And so they knew their son was living here in Harrisonburg. So they came and relocated here just to spend some time praying, asking God what's next for us. And we, we feel blessed that God has invited them to come, but also as we felt called to step out in faith and plant this new campus, we feel like the Lord has provided the godly leaders that we need. Listen, I have no interest in planting new campuses without the right leaders, and we sense that God has provided the right leaders for us. And so why this? Why now? God is providing its confirmation that God is at work, and I'm really, really happy and excited that Walter and Maritza are in the room today. I'm going to ask them to stand. They're, they're over here. Would you guys stand for a minute so we could welcome you this morning? Thank you for your leadership. Yeah. Thank you. You can be seated. As a church, we're experiencing momentum. I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the new life God's across. I'm not just talking about in Espadanza Viva. I'm not just talking about in East Rock. I'm talking about here in Harrisonburg. There's momentum. There's excitement. God's doing new things through our, our family weekend that we just had. And, and since then, new baptisms, new people coming to Christ, new life groups being launched. Momentum is happening. That's why. That's why I sense that the Lord is calling us. A couple more questions you may have today. I don't want to focus on all the details. There'll be time for that. But you may be wondering today, is this financially possible? How are we going to do this? This sounds big. This sounds like a lot. <laughs> You might be a detailed person. If you are, God bless you. We, we love you. We need you. So, so working with our finance committee and our church board, this was a really important question for us because we're not interested in casting vision and launching vision that we can't fund. We're not interested in, in, in casting vision that's not sustainable. We believe in trusting God, but we also believe in financial stewardship. And so on the screen behind me is $210,000. Not literally, that's not $210,000 on the screen, but it's just a number, right? But that number represents a couple things, and I'm going to talk to you about that for a minute. That's a big number, and I acknowledge more than I can do. But what's important about that, and what's important as we built this plan, is we wanted to build a plan to not just launch a community, not just to launch a campus and say, hey, good luck, we love you, but, but to launch a campus that can be self-sufficient financially. And so... As we raise these funds in the coming year, our goal is to provide the funds needed to, to launch. So that includes the rent and the utilities and the equipment and, and a full-time pastor salary. But it also includes all, all of the ministry funds for an entire year. So in raising these funds, we're launching a campus that has an entire year of support already there, already available to them. They have an entire year to begin raising support and funds as a campus so when they get to their one-year anniversary, they're able to be financially self 
sufficient. Your finance committee, your church board has given careful thought and time and prayer and attention to these details. In launching new campuses, we know they have to be self-sufficient. And so we are excited about the vision that God's given us. What's the potential timeline? That might be a question that you have. Well, the, the board approved in June of this past uh, summer, June of 2023. And so today we begin casting vision across all our campuses with the prayers and believing that October 6th, now that's a date in pencil. The Lord can change that date, but we're praying and believing next October, 2023. Listen, a year from right now, I believe there can be a brand new campus of our church worshiping in Waynesboro, Virginia. Think about that. Think about how exciting that is. We know that God is, yeah, thank you. There's some people that want to celebrate that. Yeah. One more question. I think it's important. You may be asking today, is this, is this an Esperanza Viva initiative? In other words, is this, is this just a Spanish-speaking thing? Like, thanks, Pastor. This is exciting. But, but is, this, is this just about another camp, th- that campus? Can I answer that question? It's really simple. No. <laughs> I'll say it again. No. I'm going to say it in English and Spanish. Ready? No. See what I did there? That was pretty clever. No. Listen. Listen. And this is really important. There's no doubt that our Esperanza Viva campus will be integral in preparing and training and equipping leaders. We already have individuals in that campus that are praying about God's next step for them. But but it is so important to me as lead pastor of this church that you understand that this is about us. This is about all of us in the same way that Esperanza Viva prayed and gave so that we could launch a campus in Elkton, Virginia. We now, as a whole church, come together and pray about what the Lord would want us to do to be a part of this next step. It involves us together. We, we've been in our building block series, right, throughout the month of October. And each week we're touching on the foundations of our faith. And on this Vision Sunday, I'm reminded, we're reminded, going beyond our walls is a building block for us. Going beyond our comfort zone, taking the steps of faith that God asks us to take is a building block for us. But it's something that we do together together. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Something that we do together. Praise the Lord. We can't do it alone. We don't want to do it. I have no vision as the pastor of this church to do any of this alone. It takes us together, and that's why I'm sharing it with you today. Remember what Jesus prayed in John 17? I want to go back there for a minute because I want you to listen to the second part of his prayer. He began by praying for his disciples, those that were with him there, but then Do you know that in John 17, Jesus prayed for you? Not just figuratively, actually, really, he prayed for you. Because look at what what happens in, in verse 20. We're going back to the prayer where we started, right? Jesus is praying, and he's praying for his disciples that they would be sent into the world. They're not of the world, but they're sent into the world. And then he says, Father, I'm praying not only for them, not for them alone, I pray for those, I've got, it, I've got it underlined on the screen, that will believe in me through their message. Church family today, that's you. That's me. Jesus was praying for you and for me, for all those that would believe, for all of those on the day of Pentecost and after as, as the Spirit of God breaks loose and the church was born, and thousands of years later, we are still the embodiment of that prayer that Jesus prayed. And look, Jesus was praying for generations that came before us. 
those that we stand on the back of, those that sacrificed and gave so that we could be here today. But he's also praying for those that will come after us until Jesus returns. This prayer is for us and for all those that will follow after because of the message of Jesus. And listen to what he prays, right? Listen to what he prays in verse 21. That they may be one, Father. Just as you are in me and I am in you. May they be in us so that the world may believe that you've sent me. You know the reason that this is not just an Esperanza Viva thing, why this is not just a us-them thing, is because Jesus prayed for us. And that our love for each other would be so real. And and that our commitment to each other to go together, to do this together, to community together, would be so real that an unbelieving world would see it and believe in Jesus. That's how important it was to the Father as he prayed for us. That our connection and our unit, we're not all the same. We're not going to think the same. We're not going to act the same. But our commitment to Jesus and our commitment to one another would be so real that a lost and unbelieving world would see that and see the Father. That's how Jesus prayed for us. I love that African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. I've been guilty in my life of far too many times trying to go fast. (laughs) And I'm looking around and I'm all alone. And so that's not the vision I have for us as a church. I want to go far and I want to do it together. I want to do it together. So today, the final question, you may say, well, what can I do? (laughs) What can we do? The ushers are going to help me now. Thanks, ushers. Uh, We have some cards where the ushers are getting their work out today. I appreciate you. Uh, I wanted to have something that you could hold in your hand today, Uh, a visual, a reminder of this morning. It's a special morning, an important morning for us, but also some reminders that you can take with you how to pray, how you might consider giving, supporting, and and praying uh, for this new work of your church, one church in multiple locations. And so uh, the ushers are going to help hand these out. And as as they do, I'm going to talk a little bit of what's on the screen. And as you get your card, you'll see a little bit more detail what we're talking about. There's three things I'm going to ask you to do. And when I stood right here in February of 2020, as we cast vision to launch a new campus in Elkton, it's the same three things I asked you to do. It's the same three things. They haven't changed. Now, now the context is different. The circumstances may be different. Your life may be different. You may not even be part of our church. But but today, it's the same three things I'm going to ask you to do. The first, I'm asking us as a church to pray. Pray specifically. Do you know that between today and and Advent, the beginning of Advent, we're roughly about 42 days. Don't, Don't start thinking about Christmas and be panicked about that. Think about the significance of that. We're just a little over 40 days between now and when we get to celebrate uh, the arrival of our King, our Savior, our Lord. And so as a church, I want to call us to 40 days of prayer. Uh, I want to call us to do something so simple. I want to invite you. Every person here can do this. I want you to invite you to set an alarm one time a day at a very specific time. It can be whatever time you want. Maybe not in the middle of the night if you love your spouse, but hey, that's up to you, okay? You set that time, and when that alarm goes off, I want you to commit to stop wherever you are for 40 days and pray. Pray that God would provide. Pray that God would unite us as a church. Pray for lost people in Waynesboro that are gonna believe because of our obedience. I wanna challenge you for 40 days 
Set that time once a day. I think that's something we can all do, but think about the power in that as we as a church family pray collectively every day for 40 days. I want to invite you to pray that way. Today, I want to invite you to give. Giving is not the only way that we're going to support, but it's an important way that we can support the new work of this, God's work. Uh, You've already heard the need, and and I know it's a big goal, but over this next year, our goal is to raise these funds above and beyond our ministry needs here at the church so that we can set this new campus up to be self-sufficient and be obedient and faithful. Next, I want to invite you to go. You may say, how can I go? I don't speak Spanish. How, how could I be a part? Well, I don't want to assume today that God won't call you. I don't want to assume today that God won't invite you to be a part of this campus in some way, serving in some way, being faithful in some way, showing up in that community and praying in some way. I don't want to assume that I know what God's going to do in your life. And so today, I just want to invite you to consider these three steps. You can see more information on the card. And finally, on the last uh, part, you can see a a specific site on our website where we've set up where you're going to be able to see uh, updates on this campus all the time. We're going to be updating it constantly about new things that are happening, outreach events, what's the big next steps, what's highlights, um, updates from from Pastor Walter and Maritza, things that are happening. It's a place that you can go to constantly be informed of what God's doing. But hey, I want to end with some really good news. I think we've shared a lot of good news today. It's been really exciting. I cried and cried writing the notes for this message today. It's so good remembering that God's been faithful. But I want you to know that God is already providing. He's already providing financially. You can put uh, the next slide up. Already, already $21,000 has been given. That's 10%, right? Yeah, praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, 21,000 has already been given. That's 10% of the goal. It's already there. We're already off zero, right? And I got more good news. Because of the generosity, our district support, and and some other gifts that we've been uh, receiving today, we announced a $25,000 matching gift. In other words, every dollar that's given to this account, every dollar that's marked Waynesboro, right, for this new campus between now and the end of the year will be matched up to $25,000. It's an incredible opportunity. It's God providing already for this big step for us. And so today, there's no pressure, but there is an invitation to be able to pray and give according to what the Lord would have you to give. I want to close uh, in prayer today. And so I want to invite you uh, to do a couple things with me. Walter and and Maritza are going to come forward uh, and join me here on the floor. I want to spend time praying for them. We're going to spend a minute worshiping in just a minute, but I'm going to ask them to come. Pastor Chris is here too, their son. So he's going to come and help us. And uh, any of our pastors in the room, any of our board members, would you come and stand down here with us? Uh, I didn't ask you, I didn't prepare you, but you're ready in season and out of season. So come on up. I want to be a part of praying Uh, for these, for these that are faithful and obedient. Walter and Maritza represent God's faithfulness. They represent God's yes, his obedience in this new area. Uh, Some of which maybe you didn't know anything about until this morning, but you're hearing stories and you're seeing what God's doing. And so today I want to be a part of praying for them. Uh, We're going to pray here, but but wherever you are, I'm going to ask you, would you just bow your heads? Uh, Would you close your eyes? Would you pray a a blessing this morning on this precious couple? Because they represent God's faithfulness. Look at how God's provided. God's brought people to us that are saying yes to his mission. That humbles me today. 
That humbles me today. I'm going to ask Pastor Chris. Uh, we're all going to pray, but I'm going to ask Pastor Chris. He's going to say a prayer in English and a prayer in Spanish because that's kind of how this initiative goes. It's, it's a God that can hear all languages, and we're grateful, but I've asked Pastor Chris. He's going to pray over his mom and dad today, and we're going to join him in this prayer. So if you're sitting out there, would you just join me? Maybe you want to just lift up your hand uh, and, and agree with this prayer and join in this prayer. You're not up here with us, but I know you're going to join us in prayer. Let's bow our heads together, and let's pray blessing today. God, Thank you, Jesus. God, we're grateful for Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We're grateful that you are doing a new thing. Thank you, God. And that you trust us to join Amen. you in that work. Thank you, Jesus. Help We're us to. We're grateful that you're opening the doors for us to minister to the world. Thank We're grateful Jesus. that you, Thank you are giving us the opportunity to bring hope to broken lives. Yes, Jesus. Restoration to what's been destroyed. We're grateful, God, that you trust us with that work. Mm-hmm. We're grateful for your vision. Thank you, Jesus. So, God, we pray for our parents. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Pastor Walter and Pastor Lanza. Thank you, Jesus. We pray that you move in their lives in a way that you've never had before. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. Lord, Damos gracias porque sabemos que tú eres fiel. Sabemos que tú has ido antes de nosotros, con nosotros y vendrás después de nosotros. Y de hoy, desde este día, te damos la gloria y la honra. Amen, amen. Yes. From today, we give you the honor and the glory for the expansion of your kingdom. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. And so we pray this in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the one who died and resurrected in power so that we may have hope. Amen. The hope we are called to share. So we pray this in the name of Christ. Amen. 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 Church family, yeah, we can we can applaud. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you. God bless you. Let's stand. Let's stand. We're going to spend a minute uh, thanking the Lord, worshiping this morning, uh, challenging ourselves uh, in responding to God's call this morning. Let's worship morning. Thank you so much for listening today. You can email us at info at cotnaz.org for any questions about our church. When you're done listening today, please subscribe to this channel for updates and new episodes.